Oh, hey there. It's Darren Moll here. Welcome to Darren's Decade Podcast. In this 10-part series, you can meet some of the people that have been a part of my life in the past decade, people that have influenced me, people that I might have influenced, and a couple of the sordid stories from my long-distant past. It is available on all major podcast platforms and on our website, ecr.co.za. Just search Darren's Decade. So if you're looking for somebody to blame for the fact that not only is Darren on Breakfast Radio, but Darren on Breakfast Radio on East Coast Radio, and Darren has been doing it for a decade, you can go to the source. Naveen Singh, my old program manager who made the, the call to put me in this position, has a few words. Over the last decade, Darren's met some awesome people. In this 10-part podcast series, Darren has open, honest, sometimes deep, sometimes hilarious conversations with them. So you get it, you get to have a, a bird's eye view of how a breakfast show host on a premium radio station gets selected. Naveen Singh, the original program manager for the breakfast stack. Boy, Put a pin George, in that. that what, what, was that what it was called? Yeah. Yo, and I was came very up with upset. That name? You. Oh, goodness. Can never be. You, Trish, George, a whole bunch of people in a brainstorm said, okay, we have to come up with a name. And you threw out my name. What do you mean? You said our, our audience couldn't handle that name. The name for the show. What was that? Morning Glory. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> that was Even now, I think I it's terrible. I still maintain it. Ten years later, I still think it's terrible. Everyone knows Good Morning. It's yeah, now yeah. It's standard. Oh. So the, 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 the mall Morning thing stack. I'm yeah. telling you, Morning yeah, Glory. Do we have a feature? Morning Glory? No, oh. that was Mall uh, in Order or Morning uh, uh, News. Morning News, yeah. I remember we used it somewhere. Yeah. Forced it in. And that was, that was your, so, so here's the deal, right? This is what I, I want to know. Because when I was first approached, it was a phone call. Mm -hmm. I remember I just moved into some... Uh, Shack. Some place, because I, I was recently separated, mm -hmm. and I found a place to stay, and I didn't have any furniture, and I was out in the garden, and I got this this call. I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't really know East Coast Radio that well. I had no idea who Naveen Singh was, mm -hmm. and you cold called me, and I put you onto my my new publicist. I just secured a publicist who then went on to become my personal manager for years. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> which was a great great call. <laughs> she phones me back. I said to her. This guy from East Coast called me. I think they want some comedy content or something. I don't know. Just see what he wants. So she phones, she phones me back. She's like, uh, yeah, are you sitting down? And I'm like, I'm lying down. <laughs> <laughs> are you sitting down? They want you to be the breakfast show host on like literally one of the best radio stations in the country. Do they want me to go start radio with the intention of becoming a breakfast show host? They said, no. She's like, no. They want you to be. I was like, does he know I've never done radio? She's like, yeah. Is he legit? Is this a prank? Is he fooling around? What's going on? She's like, nope, this is 100% legit on the up and up. We uh, got a few more interviews to go through and they want you to have this. She'd been my publicist for like two weeks. We were talking about theater gigs, mm -hmm. improv gigs, um, uh, um, uh, pressurizing Moon Yin Lee to get me into more castings, maybe some, uh, some internationals, maybe going down to casting season down in Cape Town. That was all she was doing. And now... She's got to look at uh, contracts for radio, for uh, the breakfast show host on East Coast Radio. This was a baptism of fire for her. Well, uh, uh, you know, if I go back there, so we were under pressure. 
we knew at that stage we needed to find somebody who could tell a story. Mm. Uh, we knew we needed to find somebody who could uh, entertain. Uh, and here's a blast from the past for you. So Neville Pillay had your number mm. because you guys did comedy together. Yeah. So he sent it to me and I said, all right, I must phone this guy. I must phone this guy. I must phone this guy. And I was now, uh, uh, to be honest, I'm scratching the bottom of the barrel because there's a range of people around who have been on radio for years. Yeah. And the more I heard them, the more I realized that they were just going to be another, that was a great song. What a wonderful world. Yeah, you know, it's just the big voice and nothing yeah. more. And there was, uh, uh, so we went through quite a, quite a process of looking and, and writing. Pro up. It was a management Night but that's what Claire was explaining to me as well. I was like, I couldn't get my head around this. I'm like, um, for everything that I've been booked for, and I was I was in high demand for ads mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and for improv comedy and as an MC for, right, yeah. for big comedy events. So that was my thing. And I couldn't get my head around, why would someone want me for radio? And then I started listening to radio with a different ear. So I'm listening to radio in Joburg. I'm listening to national radio. I'm listening to um, international radio. And I'm like, the more I listen to radio people, I'm like, I think they've made a mistake. <laughs> I don't have a radio voice. I don't know how to operate a, a desk. I don't, and I just thought, I thought you were like on drugs or something. Will you? Like, tell, no, you can tell I, the truth I, now. It was I, a decade I, ago. Yeah, it's a decade. No, I wasn't. I was under serious pressure. I must be honest. It was tough at that time because we had to make a call. Uh, we needed uh, East Coast to 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 kind of shocked the, the, the system both uh, locally as a radio station and nationally because mm. our national presence as East Coast was always always very strong. And we needed to make sure that we had something we could rah-rah about. Mm. Uh, the previous breakfast show was was, was just a, a fill-in. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't reaching the potential that I thought it could. Mm. And it put us under extreme pressure. And then, you know, uh, being part of Kahiso Media, at that stage, the exec thought, you know what, You've got to go and find somebody. Go and find somebody. Was Go to Bryce was one of the things they told me. <laughs> Apparently, you find more people at Bryce. They're entertaining. They talk. Right, they give so a lot of stories. You mistakes. You should have gone play golf. Apparently, that's where you find everyone. Yeah, apparently, I wasn't playing golf. You're playing golf now? I'm playing golf now, yeah. Who you, what do you play with? Uh, ball. <laughs> ball and <laughs> stick. Ball and stick. I really work hard at my golf, but I'm cuck. No, I'm the same. Uh, Sky and Sky. Geez, uh, listen, as long as I'm better than Sky Shabalala, I'm fine. How bad is he? It's worse than me. Oh, fantastic. So I'm I must fine. play with you. We must do a Yeah, no, play with him. Yeah. We'll get you down to DCC straight after yeah. this. So, yeah. so now, now, obviously, your first thing is, now that I've lived and been in Durban for 10 years, by the way, what changes for me is that by living in Durban for 10 years, I've now lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else. So I can legitimately call Durban my home. Right. Good one. So now, but obviously, when you're first searching, and now I know Durban. Durban is about Durban, for Durban, and all Durban. You know, he used to come here and call us Kluif. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go up to the Kluif. And, they, and, and like I people, couldn't understand why people would get like, up. It's Kluif, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, there's, there's, a traf there's, there's traffic on, on, uh, on Buerta's Hill. Yeah. Both is Hill, Darren. Both, Both is Hill. So, yeah. And uh, what was the other one? Was something else. But Kluif was the one that really stood out for me. Yeah. Uh, so why didn't you, why didn't you, do you I mean, you, you know, so you the, let, 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 let's, 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 um, Look at the positives for a second. Why why we made the call? You remember the story you did for me? It was about your daughter having a poo. Oh yeah, you remember it? Yes, Say I do it. remember it. So my daughter only poos if I sing to her. So and I found this out quite soon because I mean trying to uh, uh, no she only sits still 
while changing the poo mm-hmm, right. to, to changing the nappy yep. when I sing to her. And um, she was getting bored of my songs, so I had to come up with a new song every time, all the, uh, every single time. And, um, and some of the songs I used to, and also my I'm cursed. I can't remember the lyrics to songs, so I always just make them up. So as long as you like, keep the tune. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I just make up. I'm like, I made a girl and Bella is her name. When she was born, all my life's not been the same because I love my girl. And I, and I would sing that and I had, I had several other songs in that repertoire. And then I said, and then uh, um, the one thing that really, really, they, they say to you, they all tell you this at the, at the antenatal classes, right? Never look surprised or shocked or um, exclaim, when there's when they've dropped a bomb because mm-hmm. it makes them feel bad, oh. and then they they don't uh, want to do it again. They don't want to do it again because yeah. they don't want to disappoint you. So whenever you find a poo, you need to celebrate it. Right. And um, so the one time I opened this one up and it was a bomb. It was a bomb. I don't know what mom had given her. I think we just moved to solids. There was when there's several colors in there. You yeah. just know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that light. Yeah. You just know <sighs> this is real. And then it was an assault. It was a nasal assault to my senses. And um, and I did what was just humanly natural. I turned away and went ew. But I my training kicked in and I turned around and and, and like within half a beat. What a poo. How does it feel now you soiled your drawers? What a poo. That was the story. Was that it? And that was the link you sent me. That Uh. was a piece of recording you sent me. And we sat in the boardroom here and we listened to all all the people that we were trying to cast for this this role. And that one came up and that created the most amount of reaction from everybody. And everyone went, he's talking about poo. (laughs) (laughs) We don't do that on radio. And... and, and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's having fun with it, and uh, and at that stage it clicked in my head that there was something there. Yeah. Um, but now I, I, I wasn't the fly on the wall. How did you convince them that you could get that kind of storytelling out of me without talking about poo? Well, I said the first thing is he can tell a bloody story. Yeah. You know, he can make it entertaining, and he can take you there. I mean, the whole thing about the colors, the whole thing about yeah. water poo. Uh, you know, the. It, it just felt very natural for you. Mm-hmm. And, and that was something in my ear that sounded, okay, we can work with this guy. Because it was where we wanted to go. We wanted that storytelling. We wanted people to kind of be in, engaged with, with every word that comes out. Your pacing of the story, the way you delivered it, mm. it was very, very intimate. And, and it's an experience story. So, you know, if you can tell a good experience story, mm. you just have to have lots of experiences. Yeah. That we can create. Yeah, and as long as you go, then you can be able to to um, oralize it. Is that a word? Rate vocalize, oralize, uh, um, personification. Um. Okay, stop showing it. none of those. <laughs> none but of it, those yeah, but I think it's, it was one of those things that you could actually uh, say again in a way that was meaningful to other people, mm. and that that kind of thing. So then I said, okay, right. Let's go chase this guy down. Mm. And uh, we had a couple of meetings. First one in Joburg. And I was running late. Uh, well, you were flipping late for starters. So we were going to meet for 11 o'clock. I think we met at quarter to 12. My flight was at 1.30. And then I'm leaving you at about 12.30 Where to get to the meet? airport. Uh, somewhere in Joburg. I'm thinking Ravonia area, somewhere in that area. Is it Tashes? No, it was a smaller, cheaper place. I don't, I just wa- I don't want to spend money on you. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a very El Cheapo place. That. I remember so giving I, you the wrong direction. Yes, I say, Darren, do you know how to get to the airport from here? Because I need to get there quickly now. He says, yeah, 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 go down this road. Actually, I don't know. Yeah. 
I'm like what? So I dash. I leave him and I and I dash off. No, no. Obviously, I remember you was like, "How do I get to the airport?" And I'm like, "Oh, from here. It's so easy. It's 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 Ravonia. You're going to hook up onto." Uh, onto uh, Catherine Street, and then you get up uh, up onto the M2 briefly, and then onto the N12, and then and then you're like, no, not OR Lanseria. Yes. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, same route. <laughs> Hang a left, yeah. and not a right. And then I gave you one one off ramp too earlier. It was either yeah. Malabongwe or yeah, so I was like lost. So I missed my flight, and I get anyway. I get back here and chat to the team here, and I say, okay, we might have something. You guys are a little bit scatterbrained, but we'll get somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, 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 then you were coming down for some gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we met at Hooters. I was like, my, you know, we've been to Hooters before, but I'm like, really, I'm meeting this dude at Hooters. Well, one thing's for sure, no one else is going to see us because it was important that everything was kept quite clandestine at that stage. Yes, I remember that. Um, you know, uh, no one knew what we were doing. No one knew how it was going to pan out. Why was it so important that it was so clandestine? Um. Because it, it affects people. Then people go, oh, that's the guy. Like, they start chasing him down. And then, yeah. then I don't get the, the true you. And then it, it was also important that what if it wasn't you? Mm. Uh, that, you know, because I had other people. I had, I, had, we, had final, we had final three. And I still remember three, but I'm not going to tell you. I think I can guess. Who? Did you have Rob on your radar? No. Rob who? From here? No, there was only one comedian. You. Oh, my other two comedian. Were, but other two radio other, people. Other, other two were radio people. Really? Who had been around for a long time. Alex. No. No, don't guess. I'm not going to tell you. You'll never ever tell me. No, I've been here ten years. The least that, you can do. No, give me. You, you didn't no. even give me a ten year anniversary present. I'll kiss you tongue later. <laughs> <laughs> like normal. <laughs> not in front of the. Not in front of the operator. <laughs> yeah. So we we meet at Hooters. We have a beer and wings. And you raved about the wings. I remember that. And hardly drank the beer. I'm like, okay. It was those boneless wings. Yeah. And so I'm I'm looking a lot more forward, and I'm going. I need to make a decision. And the other two guys had been on air for a long time. I kind of know their style. They're not going to change so much, and they're mm. not going to be moldable. And that for me was uh, quite important. Somebody mm. who was going to say, "I'm new, I'm fresh," I, and I knew we we're going to have a tough first year. I knew that. I mean, I, and I told a lot of people, uh, even when we made the announcement. Uh, the powers that be just basically said, you either make this work or get out. <laughs> I noticed that in that first year, you went from pitch, ahead of pitch black hair. To completely gray. To completely gray. In one year. I thought, it was I five could, months. Yeah. That five first months five you went You started in July, right? Yeah. What date? 11th. 11th of July. And uh, I remember... Hold in, on. Wait, hang on. 5th of July. Fuck it. You can't even remember. <laughs> Come on, damn it. 5th of July. I even know when I started East Coast Radio. 3rd of July, 1997. I started two days after you. Yeah, and about 400 years later. Yeah. yeah. You were giving me training sessions and yeah, all of we that. Yeah, sitting there and kind of getting you guys. Because, so... It, Actually, the, let's, go, let's go, let's do that. You, you're leaving a big bit out there. Because I don't know why... You had gone with such a big, you gone with a risk with me. And then you also went with a risk by not getting an industry producer. Yep. You went with a complete unknown. Well, I, or someone who'd never actually, never He was produced. a librarian. Or what was he, a writer? Yeah. He wasn't he was even a, an unknown. He was, I mean, he was an accomplished writer, I suppose, or creator. An, an artist. Yeah, an artist, yeah, yeah. but not, not a not producer. That's not a different radio. world George, George yeah. Thorne. Yeah. Are you speaking to him? No. Why not? No. You've broken up that friendship. We were never friends. <laughs> we arrived here. What cunk? We arrived here and then people what thought crap? because we're both new and we're both out that, that we'd been uh, 
picked together or whatever. Yeah, no. I don't know. That was that's another process you have to go through about how you found him. But like, uh, no, at the same time, so I'd seen a, a couple of things and I had a ch- couple of chats with George. And what I liked about him was the way he could write. Mm. So I knew I could give you the words. Yeah. And, and I knew your acting um, ability would make mm. it come to life. Yeah. So I wasn't too stressed about what you could bring to the table, provided yeah. he worked like a dog. Yeah. Uh, you just had to perform it on the morning. Yeah. So it was, uh, now when I think back at it, that's a hell of a, th- what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> anyway, so George, you, and then we had Natara. Yeah. Uh, no, we had Seema. Sorry, Seema. Seema and Dumi. And Dumi, yeah. So they were from the and, old. And uh, JVB. And JVB, of course. So you had. We, you had, had, the, we had the backbone. Yeah. It was just the, the two people coming in. And for my first five months, I didn't even do my, my live reads. My desk operator, Cameron, Cameron did, them, did yeah. them. And he sounded a lot like you, so it was yeah. very confusing. It was very confusing. You know, for, for, from a listener perspective, you know, you'd hear Darren go, and that was, I don't know, Sean Paul, yeah. you know, on East Coast Radio. And then Cameron would kick in. If you're heading down to West Street today, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Then, and off it went. And it was like, so, so now, the so first now, five months was yeah. tough. I remember because you were all over the place. Uh, you'd get the script and, and, and I mean, George, I'd give him a bit of credit here. He yeah. worked bloody hard to make sure that there was words in front of you. Yes. And we'd have these moments going through and after the show, sitting and unpacking and saying, okay, this is how we're going to go forward. So we had that kind of thing going and uh, you'd, you'd, you'd try your hardest. I, I give you credit. You tried hard. Mm. You just weren't all there. Yeah. Why? Oh, I was drinking and drugging. Mm. So this is, um, this is like the bit that, that I wanted to <clears throat> let everyone be clear about. It's like, when you met me, I was still drinking and drugging. And then even through the entire so process, need- like I barely remember our first meeting because I was on a come down. I barely remember the Hooters one because again, I was uh, bubbleless from the night before. Even my meeting with uh, Kahiso in, uh, in Joburg was a struggle. I could barely get through that one. And then I came down to Durban, a little bit older, but still thought I could carry on with my, with my ways, stuff. which is was drinking and dragging. So I thought I could do late nights and early mornings, and I could do that. And after five months, I also here's where I also made a mistake, and we sort of learned this together, is that I had made a massive mistake in thinking that radio was just an extension of all the other arts I had done. And yes, you know I remember I, you saying yeah. that. I remember you saying and that. And I had how done hard, everything. Yeah. How hard can this be? Yeah. So, I mean, if I've done um, industrial theater to the mines in Clarksdorp, mm-hmm. and I've done children's theater to um, high schools in the Eastern Cape where they will stab you if they're enjoying you. And I've done... And um, you came out alive? And I've, I came out alive. Where's the wounds? I've done improv. I've done physical comedy. I've done MC comedy. I've done uh, that straight comedy. That stupid thing to, on TV. To, to, what was uh, the thing on TV? Play TV. Yeah, how did it go? Fantastic. I loved it. Well, no, how did that help do that skit? You know, how, when you say it's time's almost up, what? How did, oh, oh, come on, <laughs> do it. Time's almost up. You got five, four. I don't remember. Double. Ah, that, that's gone. So I arrive here and I'm like, and I think I can still be the jawler and live that old lifestyle. I, re- I quickly realized that this wasn't going to happen. So. I'm having, I'm fighting my own demons for mm-hmm. five, six months, right? And I'm thinking, I caught, I think I've bitten of more than I can chew. How, what is happening on your side with management here after five months of this is not working? Well, I'm here every morning at five. 
sitting through the show, trying to work through the show, running in, running out, running in, running out, saying, guys, this, this you missed this bloody sponsorship. You've done this. You got this wrong. You're doing that. Can we just move on a bit here? This thing is laboring. Uh, can we, in that stage, we were doing Grand Challenge, weren't yeah. we? Uh, get the Grand Challenge right. For, for yeah. Crying out loud, how hard can it be to ask 10 bloody questions? Mm. Um, and everyone's pulling their hair out. And we had a number of meetings and you were like, yeah, okay, I need to know this. And, and, and you know what? I must, you're very gentlemanly about the meetings. Um, and I was oblivious to your... your a late night... Uh, your alcohol and drug issues. I was oblivious to it. I must yeah. be honest. You know, when I look back at it, I, I think I, I, I saw the potential in you yeah. rather than the crap you were going through. Yeah. And for that, maybe in a way I discarded it and yeah. said we'll have to work through it and then I remember November that year I called Clay in because yeah. uh, talking to you was just like talking to a brick wall nothing yeah. went in <laughs> and I said uh, we had signed a three year contract right mm. and I said Clay this contract ends at the end of this month this guy doesn't pull his boots up because mm. uh, I can't take I can't take this anymore I'm getting hammered from my bosses mm. I'm getting hammered from the listeners and I'm working like a dog and this guy is just not pulling his weight. This, this, something's got to give. Mm. Either he gives or uh, I fire him mm-hmm. or he starts to work. And I think she, for the first time, got the biggest fright of her life. And I think that's when she went to speak to you. She had a word with me, but I remember you had a word with me at the, at the McDonald's as well. What did I say? It's not what you said. It's just you didn't actually have to say anything. You just looked at me and said, What's going on? I said to you, I think I just said to you. Nothing. Yeah, something's got it. Final question for me. Yeah. When you look back at your radio career, biggest moment and biggest regret. Huh. Can I come back to you with that one? Yeah, you can. We'll do a pickup on that one. Yeah, we'll do a pickup. I'll do a pickup on that one because I don't want to mess this one up. No, no, I think it's an important one. Yeah, that's why I say think about it we should have put it in the prep damn it where's the producers things have gone down here I'm doing this without a script (laughs) (laughs) gotta change things around here things have gone downhill alright so stand by for what I feel was my greatest radio moment can you give the answer to us live on air yeah, I'll give you the answer. Can I give you the answer live on air? So I have to hear it from my kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll send them a WhatsApp. Oh, that's fantastic. Nah, uh, Naveen Singh, ex-program manager of uh, East Coast Radio, but uh, it's a special place in our heart. There'll always be a little bit of a program manager. Uh, Darren, from my side, it's 10 years. Uh, I'm just um, amazed and uh, at what you've made your career. Because uh, yes, we can be we all helping and 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 guiding blocks, but at the end of the day, you put the hard work in and you made it, and you've made yourself a real legend in this in this market and in radio in South Africa. So congratulations to you. Thank you. Darren's decade on East Coast Radio, KZN's number one hit music station. For more, hit ecr.co.za. Hashtag Darren's decade.